Scott Harold is known for his interviews. Well, you're asking great questions. I think you're in the right career path, my friend. <laughs> I really do. Scott Harold's SOS Radio podcast starts now. Christianity is tricky. If you ever go to church, you know you can't raise your hand because then they get you to do more stuff. If you like this sermon, if you connected with this at all, would you just open your eyes and you're just like, oh. And then you're like, if you open your eyes, would you slip your hand up? And you're like, no, you can't go back because they already know who's in. You got to be wearing full cotton when you can't hear that. You can't be wearing no vinyl, a jacket, because then your, your wife's going to be like, what'd you do last night? You know what I'm saying? So you got to, then they're like, if you raised your hand, would you please come forward? Then you can't get out of it because now you're already committed. Like, well, if you came forward, would you drink this Kool-Aid with us? And uh, anyway, that's how I joined Elevation. But uh, no. It feels like social media has been around forever, but in reality, it's really only been over a decade that we've had it on our phones, and we're talking with John Chris today at SWS Radio. How are you? I've been doing great, brother. I guess that timeline is about correct. I mean, I remember kind of in college, it kind of being a thing, but it wasn't like it robust as it is now, you know? Man, we have MySpace, we have Facebook, or what do they call it, the Facebook back then? The Facebook, yeah, and you had to, you had to like kind of Remember you had to like be in college to get it. Remember that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember, <laughs> I'm still trying to be friends with Tom. I don't know what happened with him. Yeah, maybe he hasn't seen your request. He probably hasn't seen it. Don't worry about it. He'll get back to you. You know, Theodore Roosevelt said comparison is the thief of joy. You know, obviously it's especially true with Instagram and TikTok videos. 99% of the content we see on social media is basically just like a highlight reel of most people's lives. I mean, it gets the best of us when we try to think like we're comparing ourselves to a fake person. Yeah. I think, you know, when the television came out, everybody's like, this is going to eat away your brain cells. And, the, you know, how are kids ever going to survive in reality with the television? And, and, and you know, our generation kind of figured that out. And, and I'm sure it's the same before with radio and it's the same before with. And I think, you know, I'm 38. I think my generation, you know, you get to this point where that it is harmful for you. And I think we're we're just starting now to kind of figure out, like, hey, I need to take a break from this for a week or this is causing me to maybe have anxiety or depression. I'm going to take a step back from it. And certainly, I mean, in my case, the first time you ever get someone saying something negative about you or someone saying something that, that is, oh, this person is not my friend. This person is adversarial to me. It's a, it's a shock kind of to your system. It's almost like, you know, getting punched in the face. And you go, wait, hold on. And then you kind of have to calibrate for a second. And then I think this generation is figuring that part out too. Like, hey, the internet is different than in person and people act a certain way there and everybody's got to set up boundaries, you know? We're talking with John Chris today at SWS Radio. And you wrote a new book. It's called Delete That and Other Failed Attempts to Look Good Online. Obviously, you're a comedian and you lean into that. And social media has been a big part of your platform, obviously, making videos that we're all sharing. But at the same time, does it ever make you just feel insecure? Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I would probably add myself to the list of people that my biggest, you know, everybody has their own insecurities. And I look at other people that are not competitors of mine, but other comedians. And you look at, you know, their videos and how many views their videos are getting and the type of venues that they're selling. If you go down that road a little too deeply, just like anybody, it's going to be harmful for you. We think about friends, we think about relationships, we think about community, and then we just look at social media followers. We look at the people in our life that we kind of know, and we think we know better than we actually do. I mean, do you feel like people think they know you? (laughs) I guess good and bad in a way. Like, yeah, when people come up to me at at restaurants or the airport, they're like, oh my goodness, John, like I've been following you for years, you know, and they kind of know it's funny because they know 
what my personal relationships are. They know what I like to eat. They know what city I live in. They know what I like, what I don't like. And you feel like that person feels like they know me. You know what I'm saying? But then on the opposite hand, they don't realize that I do not know them. And that's how it's like one-sided. But I've been guilty of it myself. There's a sports reporter, Bill Simmons, that I know. That well, I, Actually, I don't know him. I followed him on the internet for years. I read all his columns, listen to his podcast. I saw him at the airport. And I immediately went up to him. I was like, Bill, what's up? Like, how was, like, what happened at the game last night? Like, how was your son's soccer practice? And he was, but I forgot, too, that I did not, I am a stranger to him. And you're like, it gets the best of everybody. Because if you you following a person, especially over a specific amount of time, let's say years, two years, you develop a very oddly close but one-sided relationship, sure. We're celebrating second and third and fourth chances today at SOS Radio. We're actually having a conversation with comedian John Christ on SOS Radio. And John, a few years ago, you walked through a rough season in your life where you recognized there's some serious changes I need to make. And you actually checked yourself into a rehab facility for a few months. And you're really open about the whole thing in your new book, Delete That. But you said, you know, the one thing that could have been worse is if this whole thing had never actually happened to you in the first place. John, as humans, we love the end result of the struggle, but God tends to lean into the whole refining process. I look back on it, and I, if there was another, like, easier way for me to experience that transition in my life, I would have obviously welcomed it, but I don't think there was. You know, if somebody was like, hey... If you keep drinking like this, it's going to you know, it's gonna lead to uh, some destructive consequence. I guess maybe people tried to tell me, but there was no other really, sometimes, I don't want to make it over more spiritual than it is, but like sometimes that's, uh, that's the only really way towards a solution or towards change. I bet there's a lot of people listening to this that would say, sometimes some people struggle with exercise and working out and being healthy, and then they have a heart attack. And then they're like, all right, if I don't change, I'm going to, I'm going to die. But if it wasn't for that heart attack, which is obviously traumatic and scary, their life would never be changed. So sometimes I bet everybody listening to this could think of some example of something that it, on the outside is, it seems extreme and maybe harsh by God to maybe allow, but you look back on it and you wouldn't, and you wouldn't change it, you know? What you see on social media is flawed because you just get a snapshot of someone's life and you think you know them. We're talking with comedian John Christ today at SWS Radio. John, for a public figure such as yourself, everybody thinks they know you based on what you post on social media. But let's talk about redemption because we've seen it with our pastors. We've seen it with a lot of Christian public figures when you fall short of the glory of God and you make mistakes and just like everybody else. But what have you noticed about redemption these past few years when People are just so quick to cancel. You know, and I went through everything I went through was back back in 2000, I guess, what, 19 now. Publicly on social media, I was just getting crushed, right? There wasn't like no one was getting it harder than me and everyone was piling on and everybody saying I was a bad, you know, role model for kids and a hypocrite and should never work again. And, you know, all the all the worst doomsday uh, things were being thrown in my direction. And again, publicly. But what was happening privately, and this is what I like to tell as many people as I can, is that privately, I was just being absolutely like lifted up and encouraged. And there was 
thousand, I think every single person in my cell phone, I think texted me. And I, when I was in rehab, just letters from people that I didn't even know that were like, I went through a divorce. I lost my job. I went through a hell, like all the, all the, everyone was saying these, when they were speaking of when they were in the dark, when they were in the bottom and they were just basically trying to encourage me in essence, just to stay alive. They go, just don't, this sounds, maybe sounds harsh, but they go, don't end your life because I know right now it is horrible. It's horrible because I've been there and it's horrible. And then I'm three years, I'm five years, I'm 10 years, I'm 15 years down the road. And that I look back and that, that event was transformational in my faith. So a lot of people are like, John, Christians were so, you know, uh, mean to you or so judgmental or, or Christians I thought are supposed to be forgiving. And if I look you up on the internet at the time, not anymore, but at the time, Christians were not forgiving. And I was like, yeah, that's public, but privately I was being encouraged and built up and lifted up like no other. So I think there's a lot of people that are angry at Christianity and at, and, and at things that have gone on in their past that they like to project that on other people. But a lot of people ask me if, I, if I've turned from my faith or if I'm a Christian anymore. And I'd say, I'm more of a Christian. I'm more of a believer now than I was before. Uh, but just if you look at the situation from the external, you think it's uh, that everybody was being uh, mean. But that's just kind of you can go find that if you want people on the Internet. But the reality was was nothing close to that. We've all had people fall from grace in our life, and you go, what am I going to do to help love those people back to life? You know, you want to give them some encouragement, but you also want to know that there's been a life change. And We're talking about what we do with all that with John Christ today at SWS Radio. He's a comedian, but a couple of years ago ended up checking himself into rehab with some alcoholism and some things that were going on in his life that he has owned publicly. Talks about it in his new book, Delete That. But John, you shared a little bit about that story a few minutes ago. and As a guy who's actually walked through that, what do people, especially pastors and Christian role models, need when they're on those other sides of the situation, when they feel like everybody's attacking them publicly? A couple of things that I think are happening, especially in our faith, and by the way, you're, you're totally correct that this, this does happen. It seems like almost, if, if you're in the Christian space at all, that it seems like this happens every week, right? Every week, there's somebody, some pastor, some worship leader, some somebody not living up to what they said they were trying to live up to or, or the, trying to be a Christian or whatever. But if you have, if you look back at, at the old book that we all follow, that that whole book is full of the stories like that as well. You think there are, there, of course, it's the same within the Bible. There's, there's consequences for actions, right? So, you know, I went through a lot of what I went through and I was gone for the internet for a while. I didn't tour for a year plus. I needed to take some time to get my life prioritized and get back in order. But I'm a comedian. I'm not a pastor. I work at church. And I think there's a different level of maybe this guy's just a comedian. And also I was, I was single, you know what I'm saying? But I was just drinking a lot and making a lot of poor choices. But I think there's what the reason for the cancellation was, is that I was saying I was something that I was not right. I was a hypocrite. And I think instead of as Christians trying to write the ship with all these pastors uh, or the worship leaders or what, I don't think I ever put my pastor or a, a, someone that leads worship, I don't think I ever put them up in the deity category. And I think a lot of the 
a lot of the faith uh, community that we're a part of likes to put these people in a deified category. So they go, look at Pastor, he's obviously got his life together. Or look at, I don't know, like Sadie Robertson or Tim Tebow or whoever you would like to put up there. They put they put me up there at times, and and we're on. I'm on the other side of this saying. Hey, maybe I can help you. Maybe I can make you laugh with my videos. But I, I'm having, I'm having a lot of trouble here in my own personal life. And I, and I think when I, in 2009, 2010, my pastor at my church was caught exchanging drugs for sex in a homosexual relationship. And that's about the time that I was like, all right, I'm not putting my faith in any human anymore. Like I'm not like a lot of the we all we all want to look up to Tim Tebow as a perfect guy because we're saying, look, he's doing it right. This, this encourages my faith. Cause look at this guy, he's perfect. And then heaven forbid something happens and our whole faith model falls apart because we put our trust or we looked up to some, another human being. And I think as Christians, we just got to be careful to not follow any human. I get obviously all humans, are are capable of of great things of art and music and comedy and your pastor is capable of understanding and explaining the scripture to you in a way that is helpful to you for you to live a better life as a Christian but this guy is not perfect actions have consequences of course and when someone falls that that it you know actions need to be taken but this person is like I might have been able to not or have to not work for a while, but what I learned in rehab is that I wasn't a bad person. I made some poor choices, and poor choices have consequences, of course. But I myself was not a bad person, and that's what I think we all grew up. If you grew up in the '80s and '90s as a Christian, it was you know if you ever you drink, don't ever tell your parents. If you ever find a Playboy, make sure no one knows about that. And there's this this is we all grew up in this kind of cycle of secrecy and shame. And that's kind of led to these pastors in the thirties and forties having these secret lives that no one knew about, but that's been going on for as long as recorded history. I love that you're able to just kind of talk through and process through that. It sounds like you've been learning a lot. Now we're talking with John Chris today (laughs) at Swiss Radio. You actually have a new book that you wrote. It's called Delete That and Other Failed Attempts to Look Good Online. And it's funny because on our social media profiles, we only post the ESPN highlight reel of our life and what we actually eat, right? I don't post a picture of the chicken cacciatore my wife made. You know, I'm posting the healthy kale salad or the crazy milkshake we got at the Vegas Foodie Fest with like a donut and a chocolate eclair and triple fudge brownies. And I pretend like the calories don't count and my stomach hurt for the rest of the night. Yeah, I think that's the crux of the book, really, is that everybody is projecting something on the internet that is not true or not. It's, it's just an exaggerated version of themselves. And, and this conversation has gone all the way to the place of where, you know, pastors and the people we look up to are doing the same thing. And then you find out the truth. And then I realized, I, I thought I built this kind of whole house of cards for myself and it all came crumbling down. I remember in the Phoenix airport, usually the airport for me, is a fun place to go. You know, people are always saying hi and, and people are, you know, coming up, they want a photo or whatever. It's just, a, it's, I can be, that's a, it's a rare time that I'm kind of out amongst everybody because we all got to travel, right? 
But as soon as I got canceled, I was trying to get to the airport to go to rehab. And I remember, you know, I had a hood on. I remember I was wearing sunglasses. That Now I didn't want anyone to recognize me, right? And I remember a guy came up to me in the airport. I was on the way to Phoenix. I'll never forget this the rest of my life. He comes up to me and he goes, hey, are, are you John Christ? And I go, you know, like kind of embarrassingly so. I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, I am. And he goes, I just want to tell you thank you, man, because you, uh, the way you owned up and took responsibility for your actions is a great example to my son. And we just want to let you know that we had a good conversation about that last night. And, and we love you and we're thinking about you and, and we uh, wish you the best and we'll see you back on the road soon. And no disrespect to my parents or, or the way I grew up, but that was one of the first times I remember every, someone knowing everything about me that had all just been exposed on the internet, knowing everything about me, and then still chose to what I assumed to be to love me or accept me. And my mind was just blown. I go, wait, what? This is confusing. That's not the moral code that I grew up in. I grew up where if you do something bad, you got to keep it a secret and you got to hide it. You got to carry this around. If everyone, if anyone ever knew the truth about you, they would hate you or they'd kick you out or they'd excommunicate you or they'd do whatever. And that was not the case. And a lot of the book is about those things. I mean, there's examples of in Los Angeles, there's a private jet that you can rent by the hour for photo shoots. So in essence, you go in there, you, you get a photo shoot and you're like, hey, everybody, I'm on the private jet. I'm flying private. And then you go get on your Southwest flight or, <laughs> you know, someone who's someone who's taken a selfie and gotten so close to the edge of the cliff that they fall off. And you're like, what are we doing exactly on the internet? We're trying to get all these people to love us for uh, projections of our lives, what parts of our lives that we're living that are not truthful. And I realized the real intimate, authentic kind of love is when it all comes apart for you. And you realize that the people are still there for you and they still love you. And, and you go, man, I wish everyone could experience this side of that redemption and forgiveness and all that. Well, we're talking with John Chris. He's one of today's most popular stand-up comedians. More than a billion YouTube videos. His new book, it's out. It's called Delete That. Thanks, John. You got it, sir. Thank you so much for the call. You're clear to go. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion, give it a five-star rating in your app store. The way the technology works, your ratings really help spread the word.